self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we, we are conversation, conversation con artists What's up? I'm Calamity Red. And I am Mr. On Point. Hopefully, by this time, you know we are conversation con artists. And we're about to get into another episode this week. What's going on, Red? Trying to get over this cold, man. My mom <laughs> took shearing to a whole nother level. She decided to share her germs with me. So oh, I'm no. like, ugh, feel gross. At but least, I'm good. <laughs> at least y'all probably likely to have the same body defense mechanisms that can knock it out Nah, i think she a little tougher than me so really yeah she like sound like kermit the frog right now she went to work so i would have been at home (laughs) (laughs) we're a little different i gotcha i gotcha well i guess we're gonna get into this week's episode i got some stuff to talk about there's always stuff to talk about (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's constantly stuff going on in our society so i mean with deliberate nonsense we just Gonna get into some of these societal happenings. The first thing I got is a Missouri bill that would strip scholarships if athletes strike. Now, as we know, the University of Missouri recently had a situation in which a student went on a hunger strike, and subsequently, all of the football players said, Hey, we are not going to play until this chancellor or president, whoever he was, steps down. And I think that their strike and the support of the athletic department pushed that decision by the group around the round table group of people that's involved in that situation. And so now a bill is proposed that would strip students of their scholarships if they strike. Here's my problem with that. And my problem is this, that it's a bill. If this was like a, a something that the school wanted to do to protect themselves, because I don't think that it's right, but I look at it if it was something at the school level, kind of the same way as the scholarship we're giving to you to do this particular thing. And if you refuse to do this particular thing, we're going to pull the scholarship. I can understand that more at a school level than I could like a bill being passed like that. And this is uh, this isn't a state funded institution. This is a private institution. So it isn't like the state stepping in because they fund it like. That's my problem with it, is that well, it I don't know be, that it's a bill. It might be a state-funded institution, but according to the, the Athletic Student Handbook, the athletic department, they operate on their own funds. Yeah, so even if the school, so even if is, the school fund- is funded by the state, the athletic department fund from their own money. So that, I just don't understand that aspect of it. Um, and the thing about it, I, I mean, we, we talked about this, is that if the students want to do it, they're still going to do it. Like, yeah. they're still going like, to strike. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. Like, why is it legislation? Yeah. And why is it not rules implemented in the school or in scholarship? You know, like, I'm sure you got to sign a piece of paper with you scholarship. Do. And yeah. it's regulations and rules regarding around how you keep your scholarship. Like, yeah. Why would it be at the legislative level rather than the school level and you get into a lot with that because then you 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 create a precedent where let i mean you they can create legislation this is for football scholarships but what about academic scholarships like we get into this slippery slope of how involved are you going to let the government be in setting the standards for these things that are provided by the school like i don't understand why it's a bill well i guess when you get into the representatives 
that have put this bill up. It could be a variety of things. They could be alumni from the University of Missouri and didn't like what was going on on the campus. It could be that they knew the president, you know, and somehow have come into contact with him given their position and given that he's the president of, a, of the college. Or it could be one of those situations in which it has a racial component to it. Mm -hmm. Because I think what I read was that they were not satisfied with how the school handled the unrest from the students, mm -hmm. which means they didn't like that the subsequent action from that was to release the president. Yeah. But they're not saying we had a problem with the problems that proceeded to that situation. And that's something that consistently happens in America. We are not focusing on what precedes issues. We're focusing on these little isolated incidences that come from them. Like, oh, we're focusing on the protests. Oh, we're focusing on the rioting. Oh, we're focusing on how, you know, this president got removed. But we're not talking about the things that preceded that. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like trying to get rid of a tree by starting at the leaves. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, we're going to knock this tree down out this backyard. So I want y'all to start with the leaves and then go for the Like, you got to cut it at the root. Yeah. Because if you have a person that does not cause the issues or doesn't or handles the issues better than that president did you're never gonna have that unrest yeah you're true. never gonna have a student that feel like they need to go on a hunger strike you're never gonna have a football team that have to follow up with that student and 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 the hunger strike yeah so cutting it off at the root is finding out what the beginning of this thing is and knocking that out of the way you know your your willingness to give people the benefit of a doubt so nice and i just can't do it um i can't do it i think i choose not to um but i don't know i think those other possibilities that you stated are in fact possibilities are they likely i don't know like i think this is a good way for the school to not be assholes or not look like assholes right it's an asshole move but we ain't gonna do it we're just gonna let somebody else do it and then we don't have to touch it and it's not us it's coming from above us we can't do anything about it our hands are tied well, if that's the if that's the case then they gotta have a roundtable discussion for that because otherwise what do the what do the, the representatives even get out of it like Somebody had to sit in front yeah. of their representative and say, hey, <laughs> we want our hands clean of any kind of bill that can come from this. So so at some level, even if it is a racial component, a relationship has to be crafted between the head of the school and the representatives yeah. to make something like that happen. Yeah. Which is how I think America operates. I think that people go by. It's a lot of behind closed doors oh, yeah. meetings that happen with a lot of people that making a lot of decisions that influence a lot of people. We just don't have access to them meetings because it's a certain level of wealth, it's a certain level of notor notoriety, and it's a certain level of power that comes with access to that stuff. Well, the only time we get access to those meetings is if the two people in the meetings get to fighting like our <laughs> mayor did. So <laughs> Then we get to see what the meetings are. all about. But we about. don't even know what they fought about, though. Right. We just know they got into a fight in a closed-door meeting. We don't know what it was about. And both of them had to be sent to the hospital because Alabama. Like, what? Ridiculous. Politics is... Politics are weird, man. These yeah. people get out here and, and do what they want to do. I don't like it, but this also gets into the First Amendment. Like, can a contract, can rules and regulations really strip you of your ability to do that stuff? I mean, yes, in society yeah, it can, but... Because the thing is, they're not saying that you can't. They're saying you can, but if you do, we're going to take this thing that we gave to you. So, and I don't know. It's a, to me... 
this is one of those gray areas where it's kind of hard because on the one hand in, in any other situation i would say you absolutely can say whatever it is you want but you have to you know you're gonna have the consequences that come along with that i've said that before on a podcast so on the one hand i feel that way on the other hand i do feel like the students should have the right to protest things that they feel like are unfair or unjust especially if they've gone about different channels and other um, avenues and nobody gave a shit i get it but it's like it's one of those gray areas because it's like on the one hand like i said i always say you can say whatever you want do whatever you want but there's consequences that come with that this could be one of those consequences for them but should it be i guess is where i'm confused well, or, I, I don't it. know but what if it's legitimate what if there is a legitimate thing that's going on that these students legitimately have a problem with you are saying that you either have to be quiet about this thing that you truly have a problem with to keep your scholarship mm -hmm. or you lose your scholarship for you know voicing your concerns about what could be a potential threat or problem yeah. think about a sandusky at a school oh, and think about what if a situation like that that the students knew that somebody was doing or the uh, athletes knew that somebody in that organization yeah. was doing that and they weren't comfortable with that and yeah. they wanted to protest that when you put legislation like this in it shuts people up when it should be sometimes they should be speaking out because yeah. what will eventually happen is there will be a complete culture of students turning a blind out of stuff because i'm here for my scholarship yeah i need this you know what i'm saying or my morals and what i would like to say worth more than what could be my livelihood and my future yeah you when you put people in that position you're going to create a culture of an environment in which there's things going on at your campus that you should know about that you don't yeah until it's too late until it's the problem with far. the strike the problem with the strike is that the strike was for everybody else to know about it yeah because the school knew about it and they didn't care yeah they didn't care yeah. they didn't do nothing about it but the strike was for everybody to know and yeah. so this press just bad for a school, so I can understand why you would do this. Yeah. But the implications and all of the residual effects from having legislation that does that, it has a potential to go go too far. They don't think about that though. They just want what they want, right? They wanna they wanna save and protect themselves. They're not thinking about the lasting impact that this could have or the domino effect that this could have. They just wanna you know, it's CYA, basically. It is what it is. I guess we're just going to have to continue to be subjugated by the rules that these people make until we get in a position to make those rules, which will take some time. Yeah, it will. I mean, I think that we can get into a position where we are more involved with politics and a point that we put people in a position that can be better than what we have. But it's going to take some time because what we have are a bunch of people that don't need to be there. Ugh. And it's going to take a lot of time and a, and a lot of opposition to get those people out because they don't want to be out. It's power. Yeah. It represents power. Yeah. So I don't know what is going to come of this bill, but. I hope it don't get passed because that's just going to be a can of worms that don't need to be open. Talk about Pandora's box. This is. Uh. Like you said, it ain't going to make no difference. Students are going to steal. Yeah protest like Cause if you think about it, at that age you know you get to be older and you start thinking about the repercussions of things you know but at that age you're still in that i'm just gonna do this at this moment because you know you're still in that live in the moment your brain hasn't complete so they're absolutely like they make bad decisions on stupid shit so this 
they absolutely if this is what they feel like doing that's what's gonna happen so they're not it's not gonna matter like if they're gonna protest they're gonna protest this isn't gonna stop them and if they're good enough football players yeah. they can go to another school to play yeah, absolutely I mean, they gotta, probably be getting courted by other fucking schools <laughs> anyway you got to think about the people we talking about you're talking about the scholarship students you think about students who think they're good anyway yep you know and who are probably are good yep and the school could potentially lose a lot of money from this. They will lose like, a lot of money from y'all this. Y'all going to lose y'all scholarship. Well, you're going to lose your football team. And this is a team you have to build. So it could potentially be two or three years yep. that you don't have a team that will return you the income that you were getting from a team that could potentially win a scholarship. Yep. Not a scholarship. A uh, championship. championship. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. Stupid. It's just stupid. If they they don't have the ability to look at the big picture and how everything can come from it. No. Nope. But then again, this just might be two lone wolf politicians with their own racial predispositions and just didn't like the idea that, you know, these group of people about racial issues that a lot of people in society don't believe exist anymore because this is post-racial America. Bullshit. That they wanted to be defenders of that. Yeah. And so that could very much be it. There's a reason why this segment is called deliberate nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) This is exactly why. It is what it is. So the next thing I got is Walmart increasing pay in several states. It's not really a story, but I read the article for Alabama Mm -hmm. that they were increasing pay to $15. And then I got a bunch of read the comments and people were like, no, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. So I don't know. But. Upon searching in Google, it's a lot of states that's they raise they increase the pay. Some of them are increasing to fifteen, some of the thirteen, some of it to ten. They, but they increasing it. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. And it sounds like Walmart is doing this. It don't sound like the legislation in these yeah. places are changing. Yeah, it sounds like Walmart is doing it. So well, I just wonder what that is. Maybe they're getting back to how they were before because they used to be a company that cared more i doubt that you don't think so not in corporate america once you become franchised the waltons are separated from walmart now oh yeah they are like sam walton was the one who was like this is my dream yeah i have morals (laughs) this is a place that i want to build families with yeah and once he died and gave his money to all the mother kids it's a round table (laughs) group of people that said hey kids it's like it's like the dude with the uh it's like the dude with the van with the candy hey kids I got $18 million for you. You can take this $18 million and go on about your business and we'll handle this. You know, that's what the round table do. When a company becomes franchised, yeah. it starts to lose whatever core values it was connected to because the people that take over from a franchise are business minded. Yeah. They're not concerned about that core value. They're concerned about customer retention and Low turnover rates. Well, maybe that's what it is, though. Maybe because Walmart have been getting bad press about the way they treated their their employees, so maybe they're trying to. Yeah, I remember one time. I I remember one time I was in Walmart, and it was this man. He had like a big party holiday tailgate pack of wings, and he dropped it like at the checkout register, and the wings just they were just spread out all over the floor, and like five employees in the vicinity were just laughing. Like, just laughing. Nobody was finna do anything. I was like, that's terrible. <laughs> like, he should have just started picking wings up and throwing them all around the place. That's how I felt. He should I like, I'm Damn. glad it wasn't me, you know, in that situation. But I was like, and so from the, I lost respect for Walmart employees. Not to mention when I go in there at nighttime. Oh, shit. Don't. I, you just can't get don't. helped. No. You can't get helped. Like, and I understand, 
But if you're a 24 hour place, you need to dedicate somebody to helping people. Like, they be Ray Charles to you in there. Oh, hell they yeah. Pretend they can like see these you. Yep. <laughs> if you look at them, it's like they intentionally trying not to look at you. Please don't need help. Please don't need help. Please don't take something out the shelf I'm stocking. Please don't take something out the shelf I'm stocking. They just messed up my organization. <laughs> they just pretend like, you know, you might yeah. want to pretend. It's like, in England, those dudes with the big oh, black yeah, hats in their hands. It's like you can go up to a Walmart employee and just put stuff on top of their head and they just gonna pretend like you're not there. <laughs> like that's how avoided I feel when I'm in Walmart. It's terrible. So maybe this is a way because they, you know, Walmart it's got it's not, it doesn't have the best of reputations now. So maybe this is a way to increase the employee morale. So maybe they'll like fucking do their jobs. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you been to Publix? Yeah. Like in Publix. Somebody on the other end of an aisle if that's they on the floor you? stocking stuff, they will get up, walk to you, and say, how you doing, sir? Can I help you with something? <laughs> like, I have yet. Put it like this. It happened. That happened so much that if a public employee has wronged me, I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't think one has, but if they have, it happened so little. Yeah. All I can remember are when they are so helpful. Like, I have to turn down help multiple times in public. Yep. That's in Walmart, the help you get is not sufficient. It's not, because they'll if you ask them about something, they'll point you in the wrong direction, or they'll just be like, oh, that ain't my department. I don't know. Well, find out. Don't you work here? Like, you can't get on that. Don't try to walk into, like, you, that's it. You just, you don't know. So The help. next time somebody say something like that to me, I'm going to say, well, what is your department? And I'm just going to ask them all kinds of questions. Oh, <laughs> That'll be God. hilarious. Yeah, it will. But maybe, maybe they know about this dialogue. Maybe corporate Walmart franchise owners know about this dialogue that me and you have, and they're trying to find a way to get their employees more involved in the customer experience. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. But but because it's about money, it's about oh, yeah. how can we give our organization a better perception. Yep. So people shop there more. Yeah, and so maybe that's a part of it. Yeah. Especially since they're choosing to do it on their own, you know, or maybe they're not waiting for legislation. Maybe they just feel like legislation going to eventually give people money mm -hmm. and they just going to do it on their own terms. Yeah. So that it's no surprise. It's no force. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Maybe. Behind doing that. That, that. that could be a thing. It could be. I don't know. Well, my mom done worked at Walmart my whole life. Yeah. Pretty much. And Walmart is responsible vicariously through how I've seen her you know situation at Walmart problematic that's a lot of my views come from that yeah you know but I do shop at Walmart I yeah. mean I can't say I have a problem with Walmart I mean it's the only 24-hour place exactly out that's there, what so it is convenience <laughs> that's what it you know? is yeah and so I mean how much problem can I really have with a place if I shop there still even yeah. for convenience sake yeah if I knew I needed stuff, I would just go to somewhere else that had it before they closed. Yeah. And get it. Yeah. Don't buy eggs from them because they're assholes. Their eggs are so expensive. Why are their eggs That's so lately. expensive? It was an egg shortage in I the know, South but recently. Why is it still? Well, I so think expensive. Walmart I think they ride them trains out. I think that they just <laughs> I think they just let it be high as they can until people start until their egg sales decline and then they Put it back where it was. I will not buy eggs in there. I'm just saying, Matt, because I, I buy 60 container eggs. Dang. Yeah, and the lowest... Oh, you cook, you bake a lot, though. I eat a lot of eggs, too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we ate eggs when we were little. A lot of the them. The incredible edible egg. You remember, of course? I remember. When I, I love like the egg eggs. beaters. Was it, yeah. Uh, From my was, head down to my... Yeah, I think so. I think that was them fake eggs. Yep. 
the stuff you gotta ask IHOP not to use. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we used to. But the lowest I remember seeing that sixty carton of eggs within the last year is seven fifty. Damn. Now they like fourteen fifty. Yeah. Smoking crack. There's yeah. no way I would pay fifty. I, if I if I go to Walmart to buy stuff, I do not buy eggs. I go somewhere <laughs> to get eggs. Like until they bring their prices back down. Yeah. But I think we see that trend over a lot of stuff. Cause one time it was with milk. Yeah. It be with different things. I think that when when gas initially went up, mm -hmm. everything went up at Walmart. But when you saw stuff going down everywhere else, it was still up at Walmart. So I just think they ride that train for as long as they can, and then they go down Bastards. after you know after they realize they sales going down from these specific things. They be like, okay. Let's lower all the prices now. <laughs> and then, you know, they sales go back up because everybody's like, oh, Walmart is cheap. <laughs> you know, you don't know, how, you don't realize how long that they've been, you know, yeah. scrounging you for this yeah. thing that should have been cheaper. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it is what it is. Walmart. I mean, I'm glad to see that. No, it's good. I mean, we just went on a whole tirade against them. <laughs> but the moral of the story is that it's great that the employees get paid more. But... And like the critical part of this whole environment and culture of we need more money, $15 an hour, the whole thing about it that people have been critical of is, you know, I don't make that much, you know, mm -hmm. and if they're going to get paid that, it need to be better service. They need to have a better attitude. Like yeah. that's how critical we going to be yeah. of them in that situation. Right. So it's like, you know, if you're paying them that much, I don't feel that way. I just don't feel it's my place to be critical about that because I have run into some good employees at some decent people at Walmart. So yeah. I don't feel like painting with a broad brush. But, you know, I would hope that if they're making this move to make the customer experience better, better through the employees, I hope it comes with training. I hope it comes with something on Walmart side that's telling them, hey, this pay increases for a particular thing is to build a better relationship with our customers because, you know, they don't think that y'all are very helpful so be helpful <laughs> be, be available or be gone <laughs> exactly like know what you're doing yeah but potentially i think all of these places if you give everybody 15 dollars at all these places a lot more people gonna put in applications mm -hmm. a lot more people gonna get jobs and it's gonna be an opportunity to weave out people that just are not good at those places Ugh, yeah because they are full of people who or suck at their jobs, but don't nobody else want to do it. Yeah. Because they don't get paid enough. Yeah. So, whatever. It is what it is. This next situation I got, I don't know any names. Like I told y'all before, I'm bad with names, so I don't <laughs> even try to remember. It's a young white male that some time ago, it might have been about a year ago, maybe more than that. Oh, this little bitch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he, he got off from killing four people on a defense they call the affluenza de defense now if you don't know anything about this case it was a young boy he was under 16 years old he took a pill drank some alcohol got in a big truck and sped down a road going way over the speed limit and ended up hitting and killing four people the lawyer used the affluenza defense the affluenza defense means that this child's parents had so much money as he was growing up that they didn't get an opportunity to teach him about the consequences of negative behavior because he had access to so many things in his life. And so he's not responsible for his actions because they were too wealthy to teach him that. So let me just pause right there for a <laughs> quick little second. So what I don't understand is why there is not 
a law on the opposite end of this that says you came from a broken home and your parents, you know, you came from a single mother and she had to work her ass off. She was never there. And so because she had to work so much, she was unable to teach you the difference between right and wrong. And so you're not responsible for this bullshit that you did. Why is there not one on the opposite end of that? Because poor people don't work their ass off. <laughs> They're poverty stricken. They're at home on welfare and they're at home doing drugs <laughs> and they just sit around all day and all they have time to do is teach their kids consequences about life and all of that. So they are held responsible for it because that's what they do. That makes no sense Because it's all. absolutely not true oh at all. Oh my God. That <laughs> pisses me off. Like that is a stupid, first of all, it's the stupidest defense I've ever heard in my life. So your parents are rich, so you're not responsible? What kind of shit is that? You should be more fucking responsible for it. The fact that he even had access to this F-150 or whatever the fuck he was driving they just give you just give you the keys to this big ass truck and and that's okay and you just wrote mow down four people and it's all right and you know what what's what's the stopping point like what if it was six people what if it was 10 people what if it was 20 people like at what point would he have been responsible for how many people that he injured and there will i won't say that he's gonna kill any more people he will most definitely be involved in some more fuck shit and you know why because he has been taught through this and through probably everything else in his life that he don't there's no consequences for shit that he does he is not responsible so when you give somebody this air of i i don't have any responsibility in this this isn't my fault they're gonna do a whole lot of shit that they shouldn't do i would imagine he's gonna get into tons more trouble and not only did he already have that air of responsibility with his parents the justice system said the same thing his lawyer the judge the jury everybody agreed with that situation bullshit is what that is so what happened from that is the judge said okay no you're not responsible uh the jury said yeah no he's not responsible so he was on he got put on probation and sent to some kind of cabin that nobody else in the inner city would ever be able to pay for 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 therapy for affluenza which is literally something the lawyer made up <laughs> so how is there a therapy cabin for this thing now i have to say that this same judge sent sentenced the young african-american male to time to time to serve i don't remember how much for getting into a street fight regular street fight and the person that he was fighting with fell onto the sidewalk hit their head and died something that was very obviously an accident and he got time served for it but this kid that maliciously did all of these things intentionally and ended up in four deaths, he got off of them. But the reason that I brought it up is because a video surfaced online, which you can't do nothing these days. Nope. Like, don't do anything <laughs> where other people are with cell phones, which is every everywhere. single place yeah. everywhere in America right now. Yep. Everywhere in the world right now. Really? Yeah. And a video surfaced of him being at a party where there was drinking, people were being wild, they were jumping all over tables. You mean he learn a lesson for being out in the cabin he with his iPod and his iPhone and his iPad and his all that shit. He ain't learned a lesson? I can't believe that. Exactly. He what? should have. He you should know? have learned a it lesson. It was a cabin. All of the, I know, roughing you know it in many, the woods. You know how many lessons get learned at cabins? You know? All of them. Oh, man. So, he's disappeared now. Because of that party and that video surfacing, him and his mom cannot be found now. 
because he was a fucking flight risk because of his affluenza and the fact that they were so fucking affluent. Of course, they had the money to disappear where he violate the conditions of his damn probation. Stupid. It's just stupid. This is the stupidest thing I've heard. It gets into the situation where there are two different Americas, one that you can afford and one that you can't afford. You know, it's a bunch of different Americas, but Gosh. in the context of this conversation, wealth give you access to one that you can kill four people and get off on it and go to a cabin and spend some time there and then disappear when it looks like they finna come and get you. But on the other end, you don't have access to any of that. If you're poverty stricken and you do the slightest of crime, not even looking at the statistics that show that black people typically get the shaft way more than other people in America and that brown people still get the shaft more than white people in America, even if you're not African-American. Forgetting those statistics, you know, if you're poor, you're going to get the shaft. Yep. And I think in a lot of cases that travels that that traverses around the color barrier as well. Yeah. Like, I think if you're white and poor, you might have some level of protection, but you still don't get as harsh consequences as people that are wealthy and, and white. You know? Hell no. So it's crazy. It's enough money to keep you from getting and I, this ain't new. No. We've been not. new this. Yeah. We've been new that money. But it's just now you're creating conditions like affluenza. I just don't understand. That is one of the most ridiculous things I think I've ever heard. So I feel like the judge, like I've I already believe that a judge is a very, very subjective. Oh yeah. Judges get to interpret the law subjectively as possible. Yep. They get to use their own predispositions. Like lawyers know what criminals are likely to be held accountable in certain different ways by judges like yeah if you have a judge that that lost a child at some point in their life the lawyer is going to go to them for all of the child abuse cases yep you know if you have a daughter that's been sexually assaulted as a judge they're going to send all of those cases the lawyer going to like the justice system is so subjective like there is no way that one, a lawyer should have put up this defense. But I understand the lawyer in this situation more than anybody because lawyers are bullshitters anyway. Oh, yeah. Like they have knowledge, they have education, but their job is to convince people of something that they need them to believe. Exactly. So I understand the lawyer coming up with whatever he got to come up for his client. But then the jury, you have to convince 12 people in this situation that this boy is too rich people that are mind you probably poor as hell ain't no way in hell if i was in the jury as poor as i am missing work getting a quarter of my money because i'm in jury duty and free lunch <laughs> you know what i'm saying ain't no way a lawyer finna tell me this kid you know is too rich to know the consequences of it that's either the best lawyer ever or the dumbest jury ever my vote's gonna be for dumbest jury ever <laughs> yeah like I don't know. I just don't like how juries are chosen. I just don't like the fact that you could literally pick 12 people that's dumb as a box of rocks. I just, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like that there should be a group of people in every <laughs> same state, every city that are well trained to hear all these cases. That yeah. random selection stuff, that's stupid to me. Yeah, it is. But then, after you deal with a lawyer that's intentionally supposed to do that, after you deal with a box of dumbest box of rocks jury, 
the judge of all people is supposed to say, hey, that is bullshit. No, I'm not letting that fly. But she let it fly. And subsequently, she did not run for re-election re the next time. She let her seat go after that because she wasn't going to be, her credibility was gone. That yeah, hell yeah, you let somebody off of influenza. That sounds like flu. That sounds like fluenza. That sounds like some bullshit what that sounds like. Yeah. No, the next thing I got is going to be a quick, quick little update on the Freddie Gray situation since, I don't know, did we talk about Freddie Gray? No. We haven't talked about Freddie Gray in the mm -mm. podcast. Freddie Gray is the guy in Chicago that got uh, pulled around in a van and his neck broke and mm -hmm. it's supposed to be like five or six officers responsible. Well, the first officer that they tried was uh, the African-American officer, uh, male officer involved and it ended up being a mistrial. Because America. Yeah, America. Now, the first problem in this whole situation is the other five cops involved have pleaded the fifth in everything. All of them are pleading the fifth. So, if there is a truth to be told, it speaks volumes that none of them are even trying to tell any kind of truth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A smarter move to me would be for all of them to have got together and come up with some artificial <laughs> truth. It would be wrong and it's terrible. Yeah. But if I was one of them, I'd be like, we got to come up with a story, y'all. <laughs> like, this ain't, we gonna, something gonna happen with this. Yeah. The fact that they didn't even do that and they're all pleading the field for means that the the links that they are willing to go to protect each other far outweigh mm -hmm. giving an accurate account of what happened to the people, helping the community understand what happened. And to me, it makes me seem like there was definitely wrongdoing. Oh, hell yeah. It definitely was. But what I heard is they do rough rides a lot, like rough rides where they put people in the back of a truck, don't seatbelt them up, and then they, they ride rough on purpose. Like, after doing research and reading about it, yeah. like, rough rides is a thing amongst police, at least in that area. I said Chicago. I meant Baltimore, right? Freddie Gray was Baltimore, not Chicago. Chicago was Laquan McDonald. Oh, okay. It's been so many of them. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> Can't like get, you can't, I can't even keep him straight. Get which black dude got killed straight. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Sad. And so another component is I think that the jury was all white. Right? Mm -hmm. And the cop was African American. And so in America, an all white jury would dictate that most of the time the African American is going to be put down the hole. Mm -hmm. He's going to be, he's going to go down. But in this case, it didn't. And so what it makes me wonder is. Does being a police officer trump his blackness in this situation? I think in this particular situation, because in them protecting him, they're also protecting those other five, right? Because if they pled the fifth, his ended in a mistrial. Yeah. Everybody's golden at the end of it for right now anyway. Mm -hmm. So I think in this particular case, yes, him being a police officer, because it's for the greater good. Mm-hmm. In, in their terms like it's obviously not good but for their goals for the greater good yeah that works out better for them to protect him and, and it vicariously not. protects the other officers yep. involved in the situation yep. and for those of you listening who might disagree with what I just said it's founded by facts if you look up all white juries versus white Americans versus all white juries versus African Americans just look at those statistics and see what you come up with and so that is a thing with black yep. men versus all white juries you know so that's just the dynamic that it brought up for me. Yeah. Very weird. 
It is. Interesting. But this is America. It's America. And this is what we get. It is. You know what they say. Be careful of the country you keep. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what they say. I just said it. <laughs> the last thing I got is William Cosby. This Bill Cosby. I don't know much about the story and what's happening, but I just, you know, in my Facebook feed, it just popped up. He's suing seven other women for defamation. And I just find it, you know, a little curious that. <laughs> He was defamed, according to him, by all of these women. Why are you only choosing seven in which to sue? Because for me, that means that, oh, they lying. I never touched them. Now, the rest of them, okay. But these seven, no, not these seven. Because why wouldn't you sue everybody involved? If you didn't do anything and you're going to go so far as to have a defamation suit, wouldn't you sue all of the women? Well, I don't think Bill Cosby is like a serial rapist. I don't think that he's taking trophies from these women after he do stuff with them. I think Bill Cosby was just a man that was famous, that was getting in positions, and he probably don't remember most of these women, <laughs> to be real. So you think he just forgot these seven? <laughs> he did probably the only seven he remembered that he know he didn't do, and it's probably like 10 that he remembered that he said, well, I'll see how that can be interpreted. Kind of weird, so I ain't gonna mention them. <laughs> and then it's like thirty of them that he's like, I don't remember. And there's probably more of them that just didn't come out. Yeah. That he probably remembered. Like, I wonder where she at. <laughs> <laughs> what? Been, you know what? I don't know. If I was Bill Cosby, <laughs> I pretend like I got dementia or something. I mean, I know at that this sounds point, bad. I yes, know that sounds bad. That sounds terrible. But, but at like, this point, I don't even know that it would matter. Like. I, and I, you know, what really pissed me off when this whole thing happened is that everybody kept talking about how his legacy was ruined like somebody else did it. He fucking ruined it himself. Like, what do you mean? Nobody's ruining shit for him. If he did this, he's a terrible person. He belongs on Rape Island when I get my islands together. And I just... How, what do you tell? He ruined his own legacy. So at this point, I feel like even if he were to claim dementia, it don't matter. Like the damage is done, and and what he's gonna be known for now more than anything else is the Cosby Show and raping women. I don't know if this co correlation is relevant or not, but and I know it's not rape, but Charlie Sheen is still loved amongst people. Like he's still supported. In society, like some people, I, I think if Charlie, it comes out that he had sex with a whole bunch of women, knowing that he had AIDS, unprotected, yeah, then what's gonna happen to Charlie Sheen? That's true. You know, I well, mean, can't they prosecute him for that? Can't isn't there a law? Like, isn't there's a charge for that? If you can prove that the person knowingly engaged in sexual behavior and didn't disclose that and knew that they there's a charge, but I can't. Remember what it's called. And I'm just saying that to say, I feel like they went extra hard at Bill Cosby. I mean, maybe so. Maybe so. But my problem with that thinking is that... Did they remove his star? Did they remove his star? Probably so. I think they removed his star. Like, they, they went extra hard on yeah. Bill Cosby. They could disconnect all his access yeah. to Hollywood. Yeah. To media. They pulled everything. From allegations. Yeah. Now, we can sit here and put together whether we believe it happened or not logically based on all the amount of people, the amount of time, the pictures, the reports, and Bill Cosby's silence. We can do that. But I, they went extra hard on Bill Cosby from allegations. They disconnected themselves. Well, but you know, they this time, 
Because this isn't the first time that he's been accused of this. And it's been kind of like brushed off. Like this mm-hmm. is the first time it's stuck. And like yeah. people got really upset about it. But this isn't the first time he's been accused of this. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm just interested to see how it play out. If I was Bill Cosby, I'd come to interviews with my sweat on backwards. <laughs> with my shoes untied. <laughs> Corn in my beard. <laughs> like... Chocolate on my face. <laughs> and when they say, oh, you got God. some chocolate on the side of your face, I'll wipe the other side and keep wiping it like, <laughs> I know that sounds bad. It but does. I don't know. I'll be trying to figure out how to get out of this situation. But he, I don't think that's in his personality. That doesn't seem like the direction he's going to take in this. And the fa- and just from the very fact that he's su- and again, I just find it questionable that you're only going to sue these seven instead of everybody that made the allegations because they're all equally responsible. If you feel like you were defamed and these women are to blame, these lies that they told on you are to blame for the way that your career has gone. All of the women are responsible. Then it's either all of them or none of them. The fact that you picked out seven to me means that. Some shit the other one said must have been true. <laughs> but you not to like sue them too. So I don't know. It's weird. You probably don't remember. I'm telling you. <laughs> That's what I think. Somebody been but somebody been advising Bill Cosby on what to do I'm and what sure. not to do. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know. He stayed <sighs> silent for too long. Yeah. At this point. But I'm interested to see how this play out. Yeah. It's just really it's really questioned the amount of integrity that I thought Bill Cosby had. Yeah. One, as Heathcliff Huxtable, clearly sometimes it's hard to separate the real person from the character that they portray. It is. But then, you know, hearing him speak out to colleges about, you know, the black family, the black male, the absence of the black male, being so critical of African-American society without really contributing in his own ways, I don't think. Yeah. Not to the poor. Like, I know he contributed. He gave a lot of money to colleges. Mm-hmm. Some of them gave his money back, but he contributed a lot of money to colleges. But those aren't the people that he has been standing in front of colleges being critical of. Yeah. He, uh, what he, I don't know what he's given to those poor environments where he talk about, you know, they walk around with the pants sagging oh, and they God. can't talk. And yeah. What has he done to help influence that? If it's something I don't really know. I don't know if there were And I looked anything. up stuff trying to find. He, yeah. helped, he helped black colleges a lot. Yeah. But what has he done? I think that he's been talking about the people that he needs to be talking to. But he's been talking to people that ain't in that situation because he's talking to recent grads. And he's they're already, yeah. They're, they're not you know the I'm ones saying? that you're saying shouldn't. They're not doing the stuff that you say that is bad for black people to do. So. Yeah. And so I felt like he was wholesome, even if it was in his own way that I didn't agree with. Yeah. But see, now this situation, it just, it just made me question whether he knew that because if he knew that he did all this stuff and he still was critical like that's really kind of make him a sociopath well and you know that happens a lot though with people that like do large amounts of things like this they usually try to make up for it in other ways or like you have i'm not gonna name any names but you have like these pastors that like are out here all against you know homosexuals and they riot and i mean not riot but they picket and they march and then shit come out about them and, and they own little personal stuff. It's like pe- the people try to make up for their own misgivings about themselves by 
putting the focus on other folks. Like, I don't know, don't look too hard at me because you might see this shit. So let's let's focus on this other group over here. It's misdirection. Valid. They're very good at misdirection. That is valid. But that's all I got. That's all I got. Last bit I want to talk about was about Bill Cosby, and you know how this situation is going to play out. Alrighty. It's gonna be interesting. It will be interesting. Well, that leads us into unnatural selection. So most of this is about celebrities. I'm going to start with the non, well, two of them are not about celebrities. So let's, let's start with those. Um, Mother Teresa. Well, I guess Mother Teresa is kind of a celebrity. Maybe. Anyhow. She wouldn't look at it like that. She would not look at it like that. But so it came out that they are going to make Mother Teresa a saint. The Catholic church is, uh, the Pope's going to sign off on her sainthood because they proved you have to you have to have like a miracle. You have to have performed a miracle while you were alive. Nobody becomes a saint. I don't think anybody's ever become a saint while they were alive. Usually, it happens after they passed. What's a miracle? Her you know miracle. What's the of a miracle. I'm not. What was her miracle? Her about? miracle was there was a man that was terminally ill who got better after she like went and met with him and oh, prayed okay. over him and and then he got better so that was that was her miracle uh i guess it just now is that the, i guess the guy's still alive because there's this long process they have to basically you have a group uh and no shade to any catholics <laughs> out there but basically you have a group of men judging the lives of these people and looking to see if they are indeed worthy of being saints and there's you go through like different steps and it's kind of like the the army with the like lieutenant and sergeant there's certain levels that you get to before you get to saint so mm -hmm. you can pass through a couple of the steps and fail at once and then you would just be like you know venerable or 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 the blessed instead of saint Teresa. Yeah. um but so they're gonna make her into a saint which I mean, I'm not Catholic, but she was cool. So, so saint is the highest right. level? Yep. And it's very hard for people to be made into saints because of the miracle aspect oh, of it. Okay. And I don't know how they define miracle, but it's usually something like curing somebody or something incurable or it's something like that. So, which is extremely hard to do. Um, so not a lot of people get that. I don't know who before her. I don't know how long before her, because it doesn't happen that often that people get made into saints. So, so it's um, like the Holy Hall of Fame, basically. <laughs> what the thing? What the thing that nuns wear? The black the thing? habits that they call habits. Uh huh. So they like retire her habit up in the in the synagogue <laughs> at the top. So the <laughs> so you can see. I like mean, the jerseys. Yeah, like she ain't got a number or nothing, but you know they can retire they can retire that thing up there. I wonder. I need to look this up because I know they have like the patron patron saint of da da da. I don't. Does she get a thing? Is she going to be like the patron saint of goodwill or I don't know? Like does mm -hmm. she get a subject? Um, I don't know how that works. Like I know she's going to be Saint Teresa, but I don't know if she gets like a Saint Teresa of such and such. I don't know yeah. how that works, but um, I don't really get. I think again, no shade to Catholics. I just. It's very man-based. Mm -hmm. It's a very man-based religion. Like the priest can absolve you or, or forgive your sins if you go and, and confess to them. It's just a very man-focused, man-centered religion. The men are the ones that decide if you become a saint or if you, you know, it, it's just very man-centered. Like I know that these men are the ones that are supposed to have been chosen by God, but it's like, 
how subjective are they being when they're doing this? I don't know. I don't know. Is I've always had a problem with a lot of parts of Catholicism. I haven't participated in any of it, but just hearing about a lot of things that they do, the yeah. rules and regulations, it just and it so just seems there's so much room for mistake in that as we see with stuff like priests having, you know, messed with little boys and mm-hmm. things of that nature, like and the Vatican is like its own. They have their own rule, set of rules. Like they have their own police. They have it's it's very separate from everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they are really really good about handling stuff internally. So then you don't really know what happens if anything. I see immediately how Saint West is an offensive name now. Yes, like I didn't know anything about this stuff yeah. like i knew it was offensive and naming somebody saint in denmark is illegal but that's why i immediately see that now yeah if it takes all of that to become a saint to just name your child saint i see it's the same the way that people would take offense to somebody being named jesus and pronounce jesus, and pronounce jesus not, not jesus. jesus because that's different <laughs> but somebody being named jesus that's pronounced jesus is the same way like what are are the kardash are they religious at all i know kanye ain't catholic but what are, i don't know what arminians i don't know practice because they're arminian so i don't know what they do but it is just they are they american right they what second generation american yeah but they still could practice whatever the they could i have no idea the culture does like you, you have Indian Americans that are still sometimes do Hindu. So I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I have no idea what, what faith, but I'm pretty sure that they named that child at knowing about all of that. Yeah, like, I'm sure they did. That it's for the con- the controversy. It's for the publicity of it. It's it's unfortunate for him to have to be walking around called Saint. But yeah, I wonder what his middle name is. Cause he probably used that. I don't know that they have middle names. I think it's just Saint West. Maybe he does have a shit. I don't know. You know, I try not to. Maybe he'll tell people to call him Say. <laughs> just call me Say or Ain't. <laughs> oh God. What up? What up, Ain't? Hey, Ain't. What's going on? Um, the next thing that I have that's not celebrity related is just something that I need y'all to stop doing. Okay, like, and I know. I don't have any kids, and it, y'all, you know, there may be a lot of people who disagree with me, and I'm going to tell you now, I don't give a shit. On my feet, I am so tired of seeing people with little small kids with head full of weave. Like, what? When did this become a thing? I'm talking about, like, down to their legs, weave, braids, little pea heads with, like, eight packs of hair. What? Why? Why? On a, on a five-year-old? For what? Why are you doing that? Just comb my hair. Like, damn, and you don't even have to comb my hair every day. I don't even say it. I know mom's busy, especially if you're a single mom. I get it. But braid her hair, right? Comb her hair. Why are you putting eight packs of damn hair on it? Like, every time I see it, I just want, and I know I wouldn't do anything. I just want to send the mom a message and be like, you need to be slapped. Like, bitch, <laughs> what? What is wrong with you? I showed you two pictures. Yeah. So yeah. you saw what it was. And I like. seen some before that that, listen, y'all. <laughs> Kids, little bitty necks ain't made no. to be carrying two pounds of hair on their head. Like, they necks need to naturally come into its strength. You remember when they was a little baby and they could <laughs> hold their head up? Like, 
they next is righteously still about made a cartilage. You know what I'm saying? So you putting a whole bunch of packs of weave in this kid's head. They're going to have problems at 30. It, yeah. We're holding their head up because they next going to have too much stress being put on it. If you need an example of this, if nobody on your feed, and hopefully they're not, if nobody on your news feed is doing this, look at Christina M- Million, her daughter, Violet. She had a picture that she posted. I think it was like during a little girl birthday of Marley braids. She's like fucking five years old. Why do you have Marley braids in her head? Like, are you serious? Like, her, you can't even see her head. They're barely. about as heavy as they get. Yes, and her head is so teeny tiny, and you got these big ass braids, and I'm, and they are long braids <laughs> down to her knee braids. And I've seen people that I know on my timeline that are doing this to their kids too. Like what? And I know your mama didn't do that to you. I know your mama combed your hair. Your hair. Hot comb. Hot comb. Probably. And burnt your head every now and then. With the popping of the grease. (laughs) But please, y'all listen. Just don't don't do that to your kids. Like then when your kids don't have no edges or their hair won't grow, <laughs> you wondering why wow, you want to blame the dad and talking about his his side of the family just got a bad grade of hair and shit. No. You putting all of that shit in your daughter's hair is why she ain't got no hair. Stop doing that. Just comb her hair. Put it in braids. You can put your real your child's real hair in braids. Leave it up for a week. I'm not saying you got to get up every morning and do the child. I know kids don't like having their hair done. I remember being a kid and I hated sitting in the floor between my mama legs and letting her do my hair. I get it. I'm not saying do it every day. You can do something with their hair that will allow you to not have to do their hair every day. That isn't putting eight packs of heavy ass weave in somebody's head. Like I just don't understand. That shit, every time I see it, I just get furious because I think about them poor babies' heads. Why are you doing this? After two days, them kids probably be like, Mommy, my neck hurt. (laughs) Mommy, my neck hurt. Kids in school putting their head on the desk and the teacher talking about, why is your child so tired? She's not tired. Her neck is. (laughs) Her neck can't hold her head up no more. She just had to put it down on the desk. Look, parents, and I know parents, (laughs) I know that this is a current societal trend and your kids going to look up and say, hey, Mommy, I want my hair like this. But you are the parent. Exactly. You say no. You don't pay no bills around here. <laughs> Do you know how much a pack of that hair costs? That pack of hair costs enough to... All that packs of hair costs enough to get you school supplies for two years. <laughs> and I'm not finna pay for that. When you start getting some bills, when you start paying for stuff, you can buy your own packs of hair and you can put all the stuff in your head you want to, but you are five years old. Your little neck ain't gonna be able to hold all this hair and I'm not finna buy it for you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you say it exactly like he just said it. Exactly like that. Oh my god, it just it I just don't understand. And no, I don't have kids. So yes, this is coming for somebody that don't have kids, but I can guarantee you write this shit down. I can have a daughter tomorrow. You will never see a picture of my I wouldn't even put I wouldn't put that much weave in my own head and my neck is strong. So I know <laughs> I would not put it in my child's head. Like I'm not what for what? And then when you I don't like when people like do adult things with kids or make kids look like adults they're kids this is my main problem one of my main problems with kim kardashian and the way that she dresses north now people talk shit about beyonce and i'm sure beyonce and jay-z got they you know they flaws as parents because everybody does but one thing i will say blue ivy always looks like a little girl blue ivy have her little afro puffs she have a little girl dresses on she looks like a child cam them be dressing north 
like North is 23 years old and shit with leather pants and shit. She's like two. Like there's no reason why. And so then you do that with these small kids. And then when they become teenagers and they think they're grown, they're here doing grown people shit. You wonder why. This is why. Let them kids be kids. Damn. She gonna be 16 years old cussing you out soon enough. Don't rush it. Let her be a child. Enjoy this time. Please. Please. Stop putting this weave in these babies' heads. Oh. <sighs> Okay. You got it out? I got it out. Because I just, <laughs> that been bothering me. It's been sitting on my spirit on the longest. Every time I see one of them pictures, I'm just like, how you look at that and think that's okay? <laughs> like, you see that. I'm talking about you got to think it's okay because you post the hella pictures up and down my timeline of this shit. So you have to think it's cute. Look at her. Isn't she cute? No. No, she's not. <laughs> Ain't nothing cute about that. She's going to have neck problems when she's exactly. 20 years old. And you're going to be wondering why. It's going to be because of you. And for the ones that I know, I'm going to refer you back to these damn pictures. This is why her back is bad. Because that spine shit, all of that's connected. <laughs> connected, yeah. Okay, I'm going to get off my soapbox. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I couldn't. I had to say something. I was like, I'm, I got to. I have to say something. This is getting out of hand. It's becoming a trend. This does not need to be a trend. This does not need to be a trend. It's too much hair. Um, let me... Let's talk quickly about Meek, and then we'll just get into some relationship shit to end off with. So, Meek, I talked last week about how he was, they were trying to see if he had violated his probation because he went to the AMAs and he didn't get permission. He did, in fact, they found that he did. So, now they're trying to decide what his punishment is going to be. And apparently, he was in court on the stand crying, and they have video of it. <laughs> and Meek has been talking a lot of shit here lately, so, of course, people latched on to that. The fact that he was up there crying on the stand. Um, I just, I still say, there are a lot of people who are in similar positions to Meek Mills that are on, like, probation, who don't get the leeway that he gets because of his celebrity, right? So if all you have to do is call up your PO and be like, hey, I'm going to the AMA. Because he obviously gets to go places, right? He's yeah. been touring. He toured with Nikki. Obviously, he gets to go places. Why you didn't just tell him? And then there was that whole issue of him taking water for his piss test instead of peeing. Really? And it's like, why are you doing this stupid stuff, though? Like, what's the matter with you? Well, people who are already on probation <laughs> don't make great decisions. Right. I mean, so it probably go along with how he commonly made decisions. In order for this stuff not to continue to happen, he got to start making better decisions. And apparently not calling your P.O. about the AMAs and taking pee water to, you know, your drug test. That it's going to get you into a situation. It is. You know. I just, here's the thing. <clears throat> I don't smoke weed. You know, I have, I've never smoked weed. I, I imagine it must be wonderful because people just be on it all the time. But is it that deep? Right? You know you on parole, probation, whatever the case may be. You know they're going to test you. You know that you trying to tour. You 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 dating Nicki Minaj. You have all these things going for you. Would that not be enough for you not to, like, puff up? Like, so that you could test clean? I just, I don't understand it. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I feel like the exchange is greater, right? You put down the weed, you pick up all of these other things. But as a celebrity... As a celebrity, you get to have addictions. You do unless you're a black celebrity. You're a black rapper 
on probation. Like, I feel like you're not going to get as much leeway on shit like that as a Charlie Sheen or some of these other people that have these addictions that are in and out. I'm saying that to say that he doesn't have a strong enough motivator (laughs) to keep him from participating in the life that comes with alcohol and drugs. Yeah. A motivator for me and you is if we smoke and get drug tested, we lose our job and we can't pay rent next month. You're right. For him, he have enough money to potentially pay rent for the rest of his life and he will manage it right, I imagine. Or at least the big rappers do. Yeah. Let's, say not, I mean, yeah. let's not say, if he stay with Nicki forever, he good. Yeah. You know right. what I'm saying in that regard. But I doubt that's going to happen. But that's The motivator is strong enough. Yeah. Because they got the money side feel. And so, as a celebrity, you can have addictions. You can, yeah. you can drink a lot of alcohol and it not affect yeah. how you can survive. You can do smoke weed and all. And so... He have to stop smoking weed on his own 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 self. Well, now it might cost him his freedom. Cause... Well, it's costing him now, but yeah. I think that makes it more difficult for people in a position like him on probation to separate themselves from that life. Yeah, because everybody else got it that he around. Yeah. Everybody else can have it that he around, but he on probation. He have to self regulate. Yeah. And as I was mentioning before, <laughs> being in this predicament would dictate that your self regulation is very poor. This is true. So this is true. It's a cycle. Yeah. Um, that leads us into, let's talk about, let's see, where do I want to go first? Um, do I want to end on a good note? End on a good note. Let's end on a good note. So let's talk about Diddy and Cassie. Diddy and Cassie have broken up. Okay. How long have they been together, you know? It's been a while. I know it's been a long time. When did she come up with that horrible ass song? Like for you younger people. Because she ain't really been a thing. She had that one song, and then she just been Diddy girlfriend. Cassie had a song in like two thousand something seven, maybe, maybe before that. Called "Me and You." It was awful. Her voice is terrible. She couldn't sing. Diddy had to just because she was pretty. Like that was it. Uh, they've been together for a while though, like five years maybe or something like that. They've been got a, they got a kid together. No, no. Mm-mm. He just got the he got the twins with uh, Kim Porter. Mm-hmm. Who he was seen out with at some sex shop. So, but I bring up their breakup because he said something in August that I wanted to bring up, mm-hmm. and that was a comment that he made on the Breakfast Club about any woman that's in a relationship with him. Any woman that's in a relationship with him needs to understand that she's only going to be happy seventy-five percent of the time. 75% of the time, she's going to be the happiest woman alive. He's going to go out of his way to make her happy and do everything he can to keep her happy. But 25% of the time, he's going to be on some bullshit. And those are his exact words. 25% of the time, I'm going to be on some bullshit. And you're going to be miserable. What? Here's the thing. Most relationships, the statistics are probably about the same, honestly. Like, you probably do have issues out of your whole relationship maybe 25 percent of the time but my problem is you're going into this like telling me like look i'm gonna fuck up and i'm gonna fuck up a lot just be ready for that right i'm gonna make you happy but i'm gonna really mess up like so just be like why are you even why even be in a relationship if you're gonna go in it with that mindset right why even bother no no like that's the st- and then for her to agree to it and people are like well he got money that's cool but here's the thing what happens with that 
the money's great at first. It's great, I'm sure. I'll never know. But I'm sure it's wonderful to just mm-hmm. be able to go buy whatever you want or get, you know, Mercedes for birthday gifts or just because gifts and shit. I'm sure it's wonderful. Eventually, though, you're going to want something that that person's not going to be able to give you, which in his case, with all of this cheated, is loyalty. And that's not something that you can purchase. And that's not something you're going to get from him. And then he didn't say, we're going to both be unhappy 25% of the time. He said, you're going to be happy. You're going to be unhappy 25% of the time. Because the expectation is not for you to be doing bullshit for 25% of the time. That seems unspoken to me. That it's him that's going to be allowed to do this 25%. You're supposed to keep him happy 100% of the time. Or you're going to be gone. Because that's the way that works. Like He's not going to put up with the shit he's going to expect you to put up with. Diddy specifically, and I think of most men that have that mentality, them too. Like, because most men that like believe or won't, you know, um, it was polygamy that want to marry more than one, mm-hmm. they want to marry more than one woman. Women are not to marry more than one man, like, that. that's not the way it never works that way, it's always one sided. So, I, I'm not surprised they broke up. After he said that, like, cause I feel like it, like this. If this something that y'all decided in private, that's one thing. But once you tell the world, you made her look stupid, and now you being seen out with your baby mama. I mean, I wonder if I wonder if this is him reflecting on his behavior and his past relationships and realizing quarter of the time I'm on it, so <laughs> I might as well be upfront about it and honest. Or this could potentially be just a setup for his future relationships because at this point. Now that that's the dialogue that he put out there, mm-hmm. any woman that accepts a relationship with him have to accept that 25%. Yeah. And is he the kind of man that know that 25% exists and you just got to deal with it? Or does he maliciously use that 25%? Because I feel like when you create this kind of dialogue, when somebody like Diddy create this kind of dialogue, it gives you an allowance. Yeah. When the goal is supposed to be to keep your person happy 100% of the time, and if you fall short, it may end up being 10 or 15. But once you say it's 25, (laughs) you're probably going to fall short of 25 down to probably 50. (laughs) Just because you feel like psychologically you have wiggle room. Yep. And so he could be doing this maliciously. He's smart enough to. I feel like with as arrogant as he is, he is doing it maliciously. Like for him specifically, I really do feel like he... He just does whatever he wants to because he knows he can. Like, I feel like that's exactly what happens. And, you know. As I've talked about plenty of times, I just feel like that's what comes with a rapper. That's what comes with a CEO. That's what comes with a producer. It don't got to be black. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. CEOs yeah. of companies got fairs. They got side mistresses. Yep. They just like, don't call them side chicks. They yeah. call them mistresses. It, but comes, yes. <laughs> it comes with wealth. It comes yeah. with this territory. So, while... I don't feel like anybody should settle less for what they desire. When you get up into that world, you're getting something extra with all of the access you have to financial financial gain. Yeah. The and problem with that, though, is financial gain only gets you so far because we are human and everybody has that emotional side, women especially. And so while that might be okay for you in the beginning, this is why, this is why I tell people I don't believe this is my personal opinion. That friends with benefits shit never works. And this is why I feel that way. At some point, somebody, and it's not always the female. It's not, well, I mean, it's not always the woman because there was a whole conversation about female. <laughs> it's not always the woman. 
that is going to be the person that's going to want it to be more. But it is very difficult for two people to spend that amount of time together and somebody not at some point want more than what the initial agreement was. And I don't think that is any different in these situations like this. Like, yeah, you see, oh, I'm going to be able to do this and he going to keep me good and I'm going to be dressed nice and I'm going to have this and that. But at some point... That is not going to be enough. At some point, you're going to want more than that. And this is somebody who's already told you, I am not emotionally available to give this to you. I, I'm giving you what I have. This, What you get now, what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And then when you get ready to change the rules because you feel differently is where the problem comes in. And I'm pretty sure that's probably what happened with him and Cassie is that she feels differently, wanted something different because she's going to be 30 or she just turned 30. And he not gonna give her what she wants. So. And once that once that financial aspect of what you got with that person normalizes, mm-hmm. once that becomes regular to you, that's when you're gonna seek that other stuff. Yeah. That's when you're gonna seek the loyalty. Like, you're right. The money part it don't last forever, but you know, for the person with the money, it's helpful. Yeah. Because I don't know. I don't know what's going on in their relationship, but I don't feel like Jay Z cheating. Beyonce got all her own money. Like, yeah. she don't need Jay-Z money. <laughs> and Jay-Z is probably very well aware of that. Yeah. You know, she don't have to be on the that, that $25.75. No. If Jay-Z said it on the radio show, he'll be calling back recanting <laughs> his situation. <laughs> Beyonce be like, I'm happy 100% of the time. Y'all best believe that. <laughs> it's what I, don't, I tell people all the time. In my own life that I know and and it work, you're going to get what you think that you deserve and whatever you're willing to accept. That's what people are going to give you. And so until you feel like you deserve better than that, or, I mean, if that's what you feel like, if, if that monetary is more impo- important to you, I mean, that's a decision everybody has to make. But you cannot then decide later on, oh, no, that isn't enough. I need this now. Because you signed up for the monetary with the occasional happiness that's 75 percent don't look so good then (laughs) Um, but i wish somebody would tell me i i I got 75 percent to give you like what okay you keep that i'm good that's all right don't worry yeah i mean same for me i would not be with that like if it exists fine don't say it (laughs) don't mention it don't verbalize it don't put it into words don't accept that because he's accepted yeah. that all he can give you is 75. He has accepted. He's not going to try anymore. <laughs> 25%. Like, I don't have to do nothing outside of that. I've accepted it. Like, he's submitted to defeat to those numbers. When you should not be submitted to defeat to those numbers, you should be trying to make your mate happy 100% of the time. Is that possible? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's a subjective matter. Yeah, I mean, happiness, happiness is subjective. I mean, clearly, it, nobody going to be able to say that it can or can't happen. Yeah. You know? This is it's true. It's too subjective. It's an individual basis. It's a case-by-case situation. Yeah. I don't know. But you should never, ever submit to defeat of whatever exists in subjective matter. Because it can always change. It can always be interpreted differently. And it can always get better. But once you say... It's 75, 25. You ain't even thinking about it getting better or worse. You just think that's what it is. And that's a bad path to taking that that kind of dialogue. It really is. That's the bad side of the relationship 
conversation <laughs> for this week. I mean, I don't know that this is good. I want to say, go back to what I was talking about last week when I was talking about ride or die chicks and how I ain't no ride or die dudes. I stand a little bit corrected because I don't watch Love and Hip Hop New York, but it's back on. And this season, Remy Ma and Papoose are on there. And I think they are already married. I think they got married while she was locked up, though. And so they just had, like, this big-ass wedding, apparently, on Love mm-hmm. & Hip Hop. But I forgot about him because he held her down. And I don't forget how long she was locked up. He was going to visit her. Like, he was waiting. He was there to pick her up when she got out. Like, they've been together happy ever since, from what I can see, anyway. Mm-hmm. So... I guess there are men <laughs> who you can call ride or dies and, and I guess Papoose is one of them because, you know, I I just, I don't know if I was with somebody and they got locked up. There, there's a lot of moving pieces to that, like, as to how I would react, right? Yeah. I Again, I would never, ever call myself ride or die. <laughs> like, yeah. that is not a term phrase that I would ever use to describe <laughs> me. Um, now, are there instances where I would stand by, you know, my significant other? Sure. But there are some stipulations. <laughs> so if you had a significant other that and somehow at some point in your marriage was about to go to jail, like, are you cutting that off? Are you done? Or It depends on what he's going to jail for. It depends on what he's going to jail for. Yes. Did he murder somebody? He didn't murder nobody. He did something, something enough to put him away for... A short, a short period of time, but not bad enough to say that, you know, he has many character flaws. Maybe he's just a dude that got caught up in something that he didn't have much control over or something like that. Let's say he working with a group of people and he got partners and they was mishandling some money and, and tax purposes and now he got to serve two or three years in jail. I guess that's a workable situation. <laughs> You know, I I have to see the other. What about six or seven years? I don't know about that. (laughs) Okay, so so we have circumstances in which you will be able to determine how long you could stick with the situation versus not. Because I feel like because I have stipulations and there's terms, I'm not right. I feel like ride or die is whatever. Like it don't matter what happened, I'm gonna be here. That shit is not true at all. (laughs) (laughs) That ain't me. There are stipulations. There has I gotta see what the facts are. I got to see where our marriage was at before you got locked up. Do we have kids? Like, I, there, there's a lot of moving pieces Is to this. Is he breadwinner in the situation? Exactly. Like, what, are, are we going to, like, is our shit going to get taken because you did this? Like, are we going to be homeless for these two years while you locked up because you did all of this and everything get repossessed? Like, it's just, I, I would have to see what the circumstances are. How would you, but how would you even look at a person like that afterwards? You're like, right. Like, yo, The rest of your ladies, like. The ball is in my court now. <laughs> we are definitely going where I want to eat every night. Because you obviously can't make decisions. <laughs> yeah. See, Who and are your business partners? I need to know. Exactly. See, and that's the thing. It, that's another thing that I would have to take into consideration. Because I would never want to be one of those people. If I get to a point where I can't trust you, we don't need to be together. I'm not going to be asking where you at, doing all of that shit. If it ever gets to that point where I can't trust you to make decisions... And somebody that's supposed to be the head of this household, we probably just don't need to be together at this point. Because, yeah, you're right. I may look at you a little differently. It, it, you know, you're going to feel emasculated. It's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. So, yeah. it just depends. But I <laughs> am most definitely not no ride or die. Like, would you, if you, if, if, would you have waited for Remy? Because Remy was locked up for, like, 
eight years or some shit. Like she was locked up for a while. Would you have waited for Remy? And she, wasn't it for like assaulting somebody? Like she. I would have waited for Remy. Her <laughs> bank account was still available to me. <laughs> but would I would I wait for a woman of my same financial situation? <laughs> and in in this scenario, I don't know. I mean, I got I got boundaries. I got stipulations. I got rules and regulations. I would like to believe that I wouldn't mess with somebody that was going to eventually do something to land themselves in jail. But I don't know. It depends on a lot of different things. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't think I would have a problem with looking at them a certain type of way after they got out. I don't think I would have that issue. My issue would be the amount of time. The amount of time that they spend in jail, It would that would be the determining factor to me because I'm not with that separation. <laughs> I'm not with... Now, I don't... Long distance relationships? No yeah. way. You know what I'm saying? And both of you would change because... Her environment is going to be completely different from what she's used to. I don't know that you can be in that environment for a substantial amount of time and it not have any impact on you. Yeah. And then you're going to be out here living your life and possibly change. So that's another thing you have to take into consideration with long amounts of time. People change. Now, when you're together, you're able to grow together. When you're apart, though, a lot of times the growing that you do is in different directions and shit's hard after that. So. <laughs> and I and you know I ain't trying to deal. I ain't trying to deal with. My lady coming back and having a shank under her pillow <laughs> and scared when I get up out of bed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to get stabbed in the kitchen in the middle of the night because, you know what I'm saying? She wasn't Flashbacks and shit, exactly. PTSD. Like, I ain't trying to experience none of that. You know, I don't see Orange is the New Black because that is an exact depiction of what happens in jail oh, <laughs> for God. women. Hilarious. I yeah. don't want that. I don't want that, but... Yeah, it'll be it is so like I said, the time for me the time she was locked that up I would for have to while. be away from that person makes it different. And she, you know what? Papoos, they got money. Yeah. They probably had plenty of conjugal visits. It was probably something where they could Well you know I there's only know. you know there's only I don't know if New York there's only like two or three states left in the United States that still allow that. That don't that don't happen anymore. Like well, you know how out. they you know how they portray like kingpins and stuff on yeah, TV. Oh, wait. Well, you know, like they got like a separate little room. Yeah, they got shit. like a robe and stuff. And like, I just, I imagine that at certain times when it's like people there that you can give $10,000 to all turn a blind eye, I feel like that happens. Maybe. Okay. Because if I was a security guard <laughs> and I was struggling and somebody said, hey, let me get the back of the laundry van for 30 minutes for this. Five to ten G. <laughs> you think I'm gonna say no? <laughs> to me, that's the only reason that stuff ever happened, just because the people in those situations are very underpaid, yeah, and underappreciated for what they're doing, what they have to deal with. So you really leave an opportunity for people that have money and have resources to do that kind of stuff. So yeah. if if it was that kind of situation, maybe I could deal with it. But if I got to be separated from somebody for two years and go visit and write letters like. <laughs> That's not my thing, man. I just, yeah. I just, I'm not good with that stuff. Mm -hmm. I know that about my, I'm not good with going to visit people with stuff. I'm not good mm -hmm. with writing and stuff like that. Like, she has the potential to feel real neglected, <laughs> you know, by me. And so, yeah. don't go to jail if you date me <laughs> or marry me. Don't do that's, it. That's that's moral of the story. That's that's good advice. <laughs> 
I mean, don't go to jail, period. period. Anybody. Yeah, like, do right. Try not to. Yeah. Or don't do wrong. Or know that you're not the kind of person that can do wrong and not get caught. Yeah. Like, make sure you're a smooth criminal if you're going to do wrong. Yeah. And most of us are not. I know I ain't. If I do ever do anything wrong, I'm getting locked up. Like, I know it. That's why I don't. <laughs> My conscience won't let me do that stuff. Like, <laughs> you know, on TV, how they have an angel on one yeah. side and a devil on one side? I got like a big angel and a little angel. <laughs> the big angel is a little bit more aggressive, and the small one is it's assertive now. Don't get me wrong, but it's just not like the big angel. <laughs> the big angel won't let me do nothing. The little angel is like, well, you can do a little bit of that. <laughs> the big angel is like, absolutely not. Exactly. Why are you thinking that way? <laughs> Don't think about those people like that. The angel like, well, you can craft a way to say how you feel. The big angel like, no, you can't say anything. You get rid of those thoughts and you love those people. <laughs> love every one of your neighbors. Oh, God. That's the angel. got a militant angel. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's how I feel. That's how my conscience works. Oh, God. Well, that's all I have for unnatural selection for the week. All right. well. So... Well, you got anything else on your mind? Cats are still evil. Cats are not Look, evil. Look, a cat almost attacked my dog. Listen, I'm walking. <laughs> we minding our own damn business. The cat come up and then he start hissing like we walked up on him. Get your ass on. What are you coming over here for? Creepy ass, stray ass cats around my complex. They're creepy and they're evil. And when they take over the world, I'm going to tell you I told you so. And I'm going to keep you alive because the cats are going to be on my team. They are going to be happy with me. And I'm going to keep you alive. And we're going to have conversations every day about how gracious the cats have been to you. <laughs> gracious the cats <laughs> but, oh, but we're not going to talk about how crazy Kingston is, though, huh? I mean, look. <laughs> Y'all heard her voice waver like that, didn't you? <laughs> Kingston is a very unique and special little dog and he has his own personality he deserves hisses he does not deserve Sometimes hisses. he deserves hisses. he deserves hisses for me not some random ass <laughs> back alley ass straight ass cat <laughs> creepy ass cats that's all i have all right then uh cats are awesome until we evil, call the next evil. conversation <laughs> we out holla